This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about do-nothing farming. As of the recording of this episode, hundreds of thousands of people across the United States are being ordered to stay home. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to, for the good of everyone else. With that in mind, it may seem like an odd time to talk about farming. I disagree. Farming, the cultivation of plants for food, is one of the most ancient of human acts. It's the thing that allowed us as a species to move from hunter-gatherers to the types of animals that stay and build. It's the thing that every civilization is built on. Yes, even ours. We could end the episode right there, but we're not just talking about farming. We're talking about do-nothing farming. That is a different type of farming. It's a much less involved or grandiose. There's no combines plowing through miles of corn, for example. It's a way less type of farming. It's emptier farming. But maybe it's in that emptiness that we find that for all our machinery and innovations, the results are not really worth the cost. Do-nothing farming was invented by a man by the name of Masanobu Fukuoka. Born in 1913 in Japan, Fukuoka studied microbiology and agricultural science, then went on to become a research scientist while also serving as an agricultural customs inspector for the Yokohama Customs Bureau. Being Japanese, Fukuoka didn't do anything halfway, and he worked intensely researched intensely, and even partied intensely. This grind of a lifestyle eventually put him in the hospital with a very severe pneumonia that almost killed him. This happened in 1937 when he was 24 years old, so he was a young man. He was never the same after that pneumonia. The close brush with death haunted Fukuoka and threw him into a sort of existential crisis. He realized the fragility of life and was filled with tremendous doubt about the nature of life and death. He would tend to wander at night looking for some sort of reassurance and meaning. One night, he was out wandering, filled with existential dread of course, and he collapsed, exhausted on a hill overlooking a harbor, and there he had an epiphany. Laying there in a stupor, he heard a night heron fly and gave a sharp cry. He could hear it more so than he could see it, and in that instant his confusion vanished. In his own words he said, quote, Everything I had held in firm conviction, everything upon which I had originally relied, was swept away with the wind. I felt that I understood just one thing. Without my thinking about them, words came from my mouth. In this world there is nothing at all. I felt that I understood nothing. End quote. Wow, that's pretty dramatic, right? I mean, it's romantic, almost, but it changed his life. Naturally, this epiphany applied to all the notions he had about farming, all the techniques and methods he had studied and worked on in his young life he regarded now as being built on a foundation of nothing, really just a guess. 
1939, armed with his epiphany and inspired by an abandoned lot he saw filled with grasses and weeds, despite having no human care, he started experimenting with a concept he called do-nothing farming also known as natural farming, but I really like the term do-nothing farming a whole lot more. This entire system is built on top of his epiphany. He realizes that beyond human intelligence, there is a sort of natural intelligence that exists to the earth and plants themselves. That if the farmer is to listen to and interfere as little as possible and only to help, farming could be done a different way than what science had come up with until now. Furthermore, Fukuoka went a little farther saying that farming is not just to cultivate food but also to cultivate people. He recognized that for humans it's incredibly easy to become what they do, to derive so much meaning from what they do. As such, do-nothing farming became more of a way of life than just a technique for farming. Now there are five core principles to do-nothing farming. The first, human cultivation of soil and plowing are unnecessary, so is the use of powered machines. Second point, prepared fertilizer and preparing compost are unnecessary. Third point, weeding either by cultivation or herbicides is unnecessary. Instead, only minimal weed suppression with minimal disturbance is to be used. Fourth, Pesticides and herbicides are unnecessary. And lastly, pruning of fruit trees is unnecessary. So, pretty simple, right? Don't till, don't fertilize, don't weed, don't give pesticides, and don't prune. That is the basic foundation upon which do-nothing farming is built. Keep in mind, adhering to these five principles doesn't mean the farmer doesn't do anything. Fukuoka described that act as abandonment, and do-nothing farming is not abandonment. Instead, it's somewhere between over-engineered farming, which is how the West developed farming, and abandonment. He saw the farmer's role more as that of a contributor than an exploiter of the land. But how does this look in practice? A do-nothing farm has the ground covered by weeds, White clover alfalfa, ground cover is always present with vegetables, crops, and orchards. On the rice fields, there's also ducks and carp swimming along. If weeds on the ground layer are cut, they're not removed but left on the surface so that the nutrients may be returned to the soil while also suppressing further weed growth. This dense ground layer allows for easier seeding because the seeds are hidden from the birds above. For example, straw from previous crops mulches the topsoil and each crop is sown before the previous one is harvested. As you can hear, this doesn't sound like a farm we're used to. You know the type of farm with rows and rows of one type of plant? Instead, it sounds kind of like a meadow with all kinds of plants everywhere and this dense, lush undergrowth, right? It sounds honestly kind of beautiful and it took him decades to perfect this method, and the farm was productive. In fact, it was more productive than neighboring farms, and he was able to remediate poor soil after a few seasons. He successfully challenged modern farming and was highly productive, and of course highly efficient in his do-nothing farming. 
In the book How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell, which is a fantastic book that I've referenced on this podcast before, you should really uh, read it, especially now. She describes what Fukuoka did in the creation of do-nothing farming as a concept called manifest dismantling. She writes the following, quote, Indeed, just as we associate innovation with the production of something new, we also associate an inventor with creating some new kind of design. But Fukuoka's design was more or less the removal of the design altogether. This leads to the uncanny quality of manifest dismantling. As he writes, that which was viewed as primitive and backwards is now unexpectedly seen to be far ahead of modern science. End quote. So that's what manifest dismantling is. It's kind of the undoing of something that was so ingrained, that was defined as the way to do things. By undoing that, you kind of become something else. You kind of move forward in a new and different way. By first realizing that maybe the way he had learned to farm wasn't the only or the best way to do it, then taking time to pay attention and essentially listen to nature, Fukuoka created a farming system that outperformed something modern. But there's one important part. Remember, this was never just about production. Fukuoka wrote in his book, One Straw Revolution, which by the way is the whole foundational text of Do Nothing Farming, he wrote the following, quote, there is no time in modern agriculture for a farmer to write a poem or compose a song. End quote. And if do-nothing farming did nothing else but allow the farmer to have time to write a poem or compose a song, then Fukuoka regarded that as a success. Which brings us back to today. We are living in a time where a virus is forcing us to slow down. The systems those that came before us built and those that lead us hailed as the best and most robust are failing. We are confronted by the fact that we really built this thing on nothing. That is frankly disorienting and scary, but it's also an opportunity. Capitalism, the economic system that forces us to work 40 plus hours a week and that compels us to have personal brands and monetize every single hobby you have is falling apart. Jobs that we were told could only be done one way, we are finding out can be done many other ways, for example, from home. Jobs that were deemed essential in the face of death are revealed for what they are, nothing else but a pursuit of profit. Because now, many people are being told, stay home. This job isn't that important. We are in a different world, a world with no machinery and tilling of capitalism, and you and I should take advantage of this time. Take this time to do some do-nothing farming on yourself. Listen to yourself. Read a poem. Write a poem. Breathe. Connect with your spouse or your friends or your family. Connect with yourself. There seems to finally be time. There is no rush to get to work or no rush to get home because you're home. There's no need to go to the gym because the gym is closed. There's no pressure to go do stuff because the stuff is closed. There is no rush to fix this because we just can't. 
just like Fukuoka realized, our capitalism and the way we function in it is over-engineered, and now is the time to slow down, sit back, and really be human. And I know there's anxiety, uncertainty, and bills piling up, but I also know there's nothing we can do about it. And I know that we're all in this together. Just like Fukuoka, who had everything that he had held in firm conviction, everything upon which I had ordinary relied, swept away with the wind, we find ourselves in that same situation now. May this be a time that we realize that machinery isn't needed for us and that we can live and work a different way. And maybe we'll even be more efficient and full like Fukuoka's Do Nothing Farm. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you listened to this show and you enjoyed it, would you share it with a friend? Or would you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen on Apple Podcasts? That would be great. Um, this show is produced, written, and edited entirely by me, Rodrigo Nunez. Special music uh, was provided by 440 on Twitch. You can find him on twitch.tv slash 440 spelled out. Um, see you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.